everyone. Welcome back to SaaS Half Full, the only show serving B2B SaaS marketers. I'm Lindsay Groper, president at Blast Media, and as always, I will be your host and bartender today. We are closing out 2021, which marks year two of this podcast. Holy cow, I cannot believe we've been up and running for two years. We've had a ton of fun. I've had amazing guests on the show, and I've drank my way through it. Hopefully, you've joined me for a cocktail a time or two. But before we raise a final toast and sign off for the year, we wanted to take a moment and look back at the top five downloaded episodes of the year. So one last time, relax, grab a drink, and join me as we count down the top five most downloaded episodes of 2021. Number five on the top download list is my conversation with Nikki Beam, VP of Marketing at Namely. And her drink of choice was a whiskey cocktail, so I was very, very appreciative that she joined me. And on the show, we talked about how virtual events play a role in every stage of the funnel. There's different KPIs that we monitor um, based on the type of event that it is. So our team now is pretty well aware. We're looking mostly at registrations and attendance when it comes to those thought leadership. We want to see how many people we get that are interested in the topics we picked, which we can tell by registrations, how many people cared enough to show up, and also did we do a good enough job reminding them (laughs) to show up and kind of making sure they knew the event was happening. But also we like to look at those, how many net new contacts we get from those events. Are we introducing ourselves to a broader audience? Are we just kind of hitting the same people over and over again? So that's kind of the focus areas there. If we if we get a very few amount of registrants, we will see that as kind of a miss for that particular event. Whereas for closing events, we could get 30 registrants. We don't care if it's small, but if it's super impactful and we get close one deals, that's our goal for that. So we're not looking to try to get hundreds of registrants for those smaller events. We're really trying to make sure that they're impactful ones, ones that it's actually going to move the needle for. And that's why for those, we also put much more of the registration emphasis on the sales team. They're the ones that work closely with the prospects. They're the ones that have that relationship and kind of know where they're at in the buying cycle. So they should be the ones that take a lot more ownership for driving registrations to those types of closing events. And we do give each of them kind of a a light quota, if you will, of our expectations um, that they should drive in terms of registrations. What surprised me about this conversation is how well Namely is able to utilize virtual events as closing events. The live case study format was fascinating to me, and it's something that we're potentially looking to incorporate at Blast Media. And the importance of setting different expectations based on what part of the funnel they play in. Coming in fourth place is Dylan Tui, CMO at OneNet. Dylan joined me over coffee. It was early. I was still drinking, of course but to discuss how SaaS marketers will be shifting their focus in the next year, spending more on brand awareness and ditching the traditional demand generation tactics. I had this conversation with Dylan before Google delayed the third-party cookies announcement, and this was a very interesting conversation. I think what's happened over the last two years is AI has really taken off. You can now buy ads on ad exchanges on Facebook and Google and just give it an objective. And then the algorithms go to work and they determine the best locations, the best websites, the best placements to display your ads, backing out to that conversion metric. And so as media buyers, we get lazy. You say, oh, I'm going to put in my ad creative and my targeting parameters. I'm going to give it a target CPA. I'm going to let the algorithms go to work and I'm just going to sit back and kind of measure the results. And that's all fine and dandy because it allows 
what is traditionally a human-based, a human-powered business in media buying to scale. And we've benefited from that. But then the downside is you don't understand the technology that these algorithms are relying on, which at the end of the day is these third-party cookies and the ability to have consent from the user to write those cookies uh, to the user's machine. And so if you're lacking all of this and you don't understand the technology because you're just using the AI to buy the ads and distribute the ads for you, I often think that's probably an indicator that you need to educate to avoid this panic situation. Love this conversation with Dylan. I'll be really interested to see what happens in 2022 to see if some of these predictions come through. And I'm curious what marketers are going to be even more aware of as we undertake the next five years and all of these different privacy changes. The third most downloaded episode of 2021 is Christina Dalviar, a SaaS veteran. In our conversation, she dives into creating marketing advocates across the organization, not just the marketing and sales departments. Think customer experience. Think board members. I totally understand what what CMOs are going through. I feel like we, as marketing professionals and and CMOs, our roles are are convoluted. We do so much. We do so much across the entire company. And again, we're, we're just, we're very misunderstood And a lot of the C-suite ironically feels that marketing is not significant and marketing professionals are kind of non-essential, which to me is devastating because we do so much. Like if you think about a company and they're trying to reach their revenue target, if if you did not have marketing there, your momentum would be slowed. And we really are the backbone of the company meeting revenue targets and making sure that the go-to-market strategy is is solid. So, so I started thinking about like what does this mean and what does it look like and why do we have so much so many problems sort of explaining what it is that marketing does, the results that we bring to the table, the impact that we have on the overall corporate strategy and the revenue targets. And what it came down to really was like marketing, ironically, is that we're really bad at marketing ourselves. So I have the saying like market the marketer. We need to market ourselves and we need to do it internally. You know, we understand the programs externally. We know who our targets are. We can build personas. We can build campaigns. But we need to take all of those skills that we have that we market externally and start moving that internally. Christina just had a book come out, and it really hits on the importance of creating these advocates, Uh, not only why it's important, but how to speak their language. Awesome conversation. Okay, here we go. In second place, the runner-up should the first place have some sort of a crisis and be decrowned, we have John Ferrara, the CEO at Nimble. He joined me for a Patron times John Boy Margarita, say that five times fast, and we had a conversation about how to build a community of micro-influencers. When you get on the phone or on a a Zoom call, whatever, with an influencer, you don't want to immediately dive into how great you are, your products and services are. What you want to do is do research before you communicate with them and understand who they are and what their business is about and be prepared to ask a few questions. And then if you ask these questions and then just shut the fuck up and listen, then they will deliver to you everything that you need to understand who they are, where they're at and where they're going and how you might blow some wind in their sales. And at the end of that, you would then maybe make a recommendation. And when you do add value to that person, they'll naturally open the door for you and say, hey, John, tell me about you and what you're doing. And then you could share what you're doing. And ultimately that starts a relationship 
where these influencers then started to become not only users of Nimble, but actually advisors and, and apostles for Nimble. So I effectively built probably an army of five or 10,000 influencers around the world who were not only users, but actually evangelists for our product. And I never had to pay them a dime because I built relationships and paid them forward over time. Well, John must have a fantastic community of micro-influencers himself for coming in second place as our most downloaded episode, uh, showing truly the power of these brand influencers and how you can get organic engagement with your brand. You can stop paying this crazy amount of money for influencers that really don't make an impact. Thanks so much to John. And finally, drum roll, please. The most downloaded episode of 2021, and I promise you didn't pay me to do this, is SAS PR Truths and Lies with our very own Blast Media CEO, Mindy Werney. She is my friend, my confidant, my partner in crime, and I absolutely loved this conversation. It was way overdue. And the topic, well, it's in the name. We debunked or supported common PR statements, including ROI, the value of press releases, and the state of media relationships. I think PR people in general have to be really great storytellers. And I think that that is tried and true over the course of time. You have to be a great storyteller. And whether you an editor recognizes your name as your email pops up in their inbox or caller ID, that will help. Don't get me wrong. And I think back in the day when there was a lot of people in newsrooms, that did help. I think 20 years ago when I was pitching the press on a daily basis, being able to be recognized and people knew my phone number and people saw my name pop up in an inbox when there was a lot of people in newsrooms, I do think that that actually did help. Today, newsrooms have shrank. So I think it does matter less now. But I think what hasn't changed over the course of time is whether someone recognized your name or not. If you sent out a pitch and it was a good story and you could capture the attention very quickly of an editor or journalist, it didn't matter if they knew you or not. It's all about if you could tell a story. So glad I finally got Minnie to join me on the show and loved having this conversation. I'll be really curious to maybe revisit this with her uh, in 2022 and see what has potentially changed. Well, thank you all for joining me not only today on this final episode of SAS Half Full for 2021, but the entire season as we launched a full regular schedule every couple of weeks through 2021. You guys continue to listen. I really appreciate it. And if you want to hear more or missed a few of these episodes, you can find them all at sashalffull.com or wherever you get your audio. We'll be back, of course, again in 2022 with even more incredible guests. In the meantime, and as the holidays approach, especially if you'd like to try some or all, no judgment, of our guest drinks, you can visit the link in the show notes. People, this is it. The end of 2021. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. And I am simply going to end it with a cheers. I hope you all find joy and humor in 2022. Bottoms up. <laughs>